0: Right. um you can hear the bikes coming off the line, we're still sat at Farley doing another man in the van, brought to you by Hellshot Motorhomes. Um, wow, got him in the van, um, Mr Brian McKenzie, is it, this is a good one for me because uh, me and Brian's got history. Not We've lo- got
1: history, uh, uh, of the good kind. Yeah, that,
0: that kind. sounded like we probably yeah, we'll used to take each other out. and Beef or something. Yeah, nothing like that. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, uh, well, let's start at the very start. I'm going to start at the very start. Go for it. When I, when I met you. Um, so, Bri used to ride for Team Green. Steve Guttridge, thank you very much, used to support us out. I was doing media at the time and Stevie G led me a bike to race for a year. I was obviously past my bike date at that point. KWS, I think it was Donington? Mm-hmm. Two thousand... Yeah. Really? And three? Yeah. 2003. 2003. So I melted, I think I did, I, I melted a piston ring mm-hmm. or something, didn't I? Yep. Because I was obviously crap, getting old, screaming the nuts off it, couldn't be able to change gear. Didn't have a spare bike, put the offer out if somebody to help out, and this man not only lent me a piston ring, he ended up basically rebuilding my bike for Rebuild me. Rebuild your top end, that's and right.
1: I- well, no, I'll tell you, selfishly, what happened was, I think my dad offered you the spare bike. <laughs> and I didn't particularly want you to ride my spare bike, so I decided to
0: fix your bike for you instead.
1: Ah, uh, I, I wasn't... Maybe, maybe. that could have been... That was okay. probably it. I think that's what it was, if I'm totally honest. That's
0: not selfishly, because anyway, either way, I, I, from that very moment there, I thought, because I didn't know you at all, you was a young rider coming through, and I thought, well, like, that's fair play. Yeah, right, so because me- we
1: were racing against yeah. each other.
0: Right? Yeah, we were at that point. You were on the up, I was on the slide. We were kind of meeting somewhere, mm-hmm. in, fighting around Probably fifty, yeah, twenty nine. Yeah. Was, was
1: that your first yeah. year in adults
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, a second, second. Yeah, yeah. And and so we struck a friendship because I mm-hmm. thought fair play. That was bloody good. And then a couple of years, I don't know when it was later, but I quit riding. Decided to start a team. No, I didn't quit riding. I carried on riding. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Stevie right. G said, you know, why did, what are you doing? And I said I'm thinking of starting a team. He goes, well, why don't you start a team with Brian McKenzie? So it's actually his mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sat on tyres testing in Germany for, for Kawasaki, and I went that's a brilliant idea I think Bryce great and we start and that was it Twisted 7 we started that Twisted
1: 7 kicked it
0: off because you had a, a good schoolboy career I, I followed it a bit but didn't really know you and then where we that, that was it we came Twisted 7 and you was on the 252 two stroke you used to f- and rag that thing
1: yeah, that was that was in the day of when everything was starting to go four strokes. So we were like the, the last people who would line up on a 252 stroke. Yeah. So it was, it was hard work, wasn't it? But yeah, we used to kick our nuts just to to battle away and we get did. what we could, do what we could with it.
0: Do you reckon looking back, that was a, probably a good thing to have a couple of years and not jumping straight on a four stroke?
1: Yeah, well, I, I say this a lot now, even with uh, with the kids that I used to coach and stuff. You know, a year on a 125 um, develops riding skill. You know, because when you're underpowered, you have to learn how to ride the bike and improve your technique to make up for the shortfall in the the bike, like the four-stroke and the two-stroke kind of difference. So I think it develops a rider and improves a rider, right? Because you you need to find the small differences in technique. And yeah, so I I dare say, you know, looking back, I was just desperate to get a 450 to, (laughs) to even the playing field. But
0: in hindsight, it probably helped me. Probably brought me along a little bit. Because we had that first year was good. We did a couple of we did two GPs because there was yeah. two GPs. There was yeah. the Isle of White. Yeah. And Matchams. Yeah, that's right. But did you do two? No, I uh, did Isle of White came after Matchams because uh, what you you done your wrist yeah. again. <clears throat>
1: yeah, so no, I think I just done
0: Isle of Wight. Yeah. I done Matchams another year. Because that always amazed me. So when we started working together, one of the first things and I still say this today, and I'm gonna say it on record right now. When I I've been asked down the years who was the best best people you know running Team Green or anything that you've done or people in the sport that you've worked with, and not to blow smoke up your ass, but when it comes to work ethic and and knowing that you've left it all out on the track and level of professionalism, I still say you're one of the most professional, hard-working riders I've ever worked with. So you're well enough. Thanks,
1: thanks Jeff. I know. <laughs> but it's
0: true, and it does, and it served you well because. You kept yeah. chipping away with it. You've had yeah. your fair share of injuries, of but those last few years, you know, you, you never quite won a national championship. But fair, mate, you you put it on the box of British Championship races. You know, you, yeah. you had the opportunity to race GPs, which you took and yeah. went in there and did well. Yeah. Now we're sat at Farley, and your professional career is over. Yes. Uh, What's I'm your take you. on on that? Are you happy with it?
1: Yeah. You know, a lot of people say I should have went another year because. Even down to my last professional race, it, it was still a toss-up. I could have still won the yeah. SU British Championship at the time. It would have been a long shot, but uh, as it happens, I was third in my last ever uh, championship year, third in the British Championship. Nearly won uh, one of the other championships, but I uh, damaged my foot, so. But you know, in the other championship, I was winning most of the races. Uh, so a lot of people said I should have gone another year, but I just had a, a, a baby <clears throat> with my wife, and then, um, it was just the thought of doing it all again like another winter you know, kicking my butt and then uh, the travelling with with the the child and stuff and just going to the same tracks doing the same stuff all the time and putting your ass on the line like not just on Sunday but on Tuesday, on Wednesday kicking your hole in at the gym Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and then you know sometimes you're actually racing on Saturday as well so, so doing it again it's just there was too much risk that I was tired of taking because I would take risks all the time. I think that's what made I me, think. Me,
0: I think that's fair to yeah, say. As
1: uh, <laughs> I was willing to take the risk yeah. and, and ride intense um, and do the training for it. So yeah. it was. It was just a whole thing. I just, it was just time for me to, to stop and look after myself a wee bit.
0: Yeah. Well, he definitely cool. did that. I can remember, you know, thinking, God, towards the end of my career, and stopping. That I still learnt a lot from you because we are so contrasting in our, our approach to it, really. You know, but I, because when I said we kind of met, I was on slide, you was on it. Because there was a moment there where we were about, you know, when we started Twisted Seven, when we were kind of, we'd go out riding or be a similar speed. I yeah. remember we went to Cuss's one day, you know, yeah. when Justin hadn't really opened the track for that long and it was still a bit, you know, the soil was still a bit chalky and loose and whatever. You and I had a tear around there for 20 minutes, and you were just like, I was just thinking, what is he doing? He was just. Clutch revs exploding it in any bit of loose dirt you could do, and I was just like gears higher, yes, riding right. around the inside, thinking, "Well, how much energy is he using to do that?" But then of course, you were so bloody fit.
1: Yeah, that's it. Well, that was my so thing. Now you know, ride like I, that. yeah. I rode real intense. My intensity was high all yeah. the time. So that's kind of what I was. I was good at getting explosive starts and then going like yeah. fast early doors. Uh, and so I had to obviously improve and have a, a fitness to keep up with that. Which is probably why I had to train so hard, and uh, I was very accountable for all my training, my, my physical fitness, and and just everything. So um, I'd hold myself responsible if I didn't do it. So I had like a fairly strict regime of then. I just always put put the work in, but it was yeah to kind of compensate for that. I kind of uh, no, I wouldn't say erratic, but intense no, this is style, what I mean. No, no, you wasn't erratic. Style. No, let's make that yeah. one clear. I just clear. like to
0: You're a charger. You don't like so, erratic. Yeah, in, in You're in just so head, aggressive.
1: Yeah, in my head, if I, if I'm not trying as hard as I can. Then I'm I'm not going as fast as I can, yeah. and I would hate to for myself to come in from a from a race and be like, shit, should I should have tried harder. No. You know what I mean? And your style and, and other people's styles look like they're are they're maybe smoother or maybe look like they're they're not trying as hard. But then for me, in my head, I'm just trying as hard as yeah. I can, and and that's just that's the the result of trying as hard as I can being an intense when, rider, I guess.
0: When did you when did you because it happens to most a lot of us in the sport if we want to get somewhere mm-hmm. when did you consciously or or when did you you know think right that's what i'm going to do this is this i reckon i could or, or not that's what i want to do when the moment of re- like realization that you think you can go on and make a career out of it is there was that was that a defining moment for you <coughs> just when i was little so i remember i'd done an interview for
1: uh, i may have been tmx or something when i was 10 years old and i just won the british youth championship and i was i was quite dominant as a youth and i, I think in that year in 95 when i won the 65 championship out of 24 races or something that i won like 23 you know so i used to whole shot win and that yeah. was just kind of what i'd done so from then i was just
0: that's what i wanted to do was that was that one mx world Pondon? no so no. this
1: was 95 was 60s 60s yeah and so then that year I, I was you know really good and i just decided then i just liked motocross and yeah. And I just wanted to be a champion, a world champion I would say and and, uh, and then obviously in, in the 80s running for motocross world honda then I won all the time also I won that championship in the very following year when I went to what was the hundreds back then but it's the big wheels now I won in my first year in the big wheels so then I went straight on to 125 so in terms of youth career I was like very decorated I won everything you could win so I came into the pros uh, like with no other intention other than to make it yeah. that was it you know i was so i was really good at it and uh, i enjoyed it i just enjoyed winning and and then when i got to the pros it was kind of like a slow progress because as you know i was doing it all myself i yeah. didn't really i was sponsored by team green but there wasn't like a team structure for the pro adam no. stuff there so i was fending for myself making my own bikes go fast you know learning how to rebuild bikes myself preparing mine yeah <laughs> repairing. looking after my friends yeah really. yeah <clears throat> So, yeah, for me, I didn't get the support when I moved. So, I moved into the adults as the, the youth one to five champion, but didn't get like the team structure yeah. support. I just got given the bikes, and I'm, you know, I, I don't grudge it for a second because it made me who I am. You know, learning yeah, how to work it does, hard. Right. Yeah, totally. Learn how to work hard, learn how to build bikes, yeah. strip engines, down to a gearbox, like literally nuts and bolts. And, and I think that was good for me in my career long term because yeah. then I understood bikes, I understood engines, I could. When I was riding, I could analyse problems, give good feedback, um, and that all became, that all was
0: because of the route I had to take to yeah. get to uh, be successful. Yeah, basically. absolutely. And then, you know, it did start to you know, start to roll, obviously, but you had so, I can remember when you you said to me, we were in my garage at home one time, and we were talking about injuries, because of course, I. I, you know which a lot of people still don't believe I never really broke any bones which you always tell me well, obviously I didn't try hard enough it's probably got a valid point but then we were I think you were 21 at the time could have been around then maybe right. you were younger than that and then you said about your wrist and then you told me that you'd had at that stage I can remember this exact conversation you said I've had 13 broken wrists to which I said we've only got two yeah and, and that and... was like at either 19, 20 wherever yeah. old you was. I was like Jesus Christ unfortunately I've not I've not Accumulated anymore since, since then. then.
1: I, yeah, so I obviously had a, a rough kind of teenage. uh but school, do you think, I think
0: that's Is that just bad A bit of both Bad luck And maybe just because You wanted it so bad At that stage Overriding The classic You learn by your mistakes Totally
1: well I mean it took me A long time to learn yeah. I was a 13 broken wrist But no nah, I just I, I mean I don't know why My wrist took it so bad But yeah I, yeah, I broke my wrist A lot of times See I'm
0: amazed That's never slowed you up you no, know? And then Yeah you've
1: got... I've got a screw In my right wrist And I've had that Operated on uh, once or twice And it, I don't have The flexibility in it As much yeah. uh, Now as I did
0: when, Before i it, but you just learn to adapt and you just just overcome. And see that's what i think you're so. brilliant at you you are you just uh, you a lot of people do they make excuses well let's call it excuses right yeah. you, you you know i've known some of the pain that you've ridden through injuries that you've had not only do you make excuses you don't make excuses you don't even document you don't even let people know you're injured sometimes no you literally don't even say if somebody haven't a bad weekend or whatever and you've been injured but you won't then use it, isn't it? you won't even tell anybody you've got an inju- injury let alone use it as an excuse no i just my philosophy
1: is just adapt and overcome so i mean whatever you're dealing with even yesterday i, I done the same yesterday i've not raced for god don't, don't know how long my bike was playing up and uh in one of the races in in the main race yesterday when i was leading it was starting to cut out and bog and, and i thought ah shit, that's it it's done you know so i started doing it on lap two and I just kept riding, I thought, well I'll see how far I drop back, but I managed to then, again, having known bikes, I managed to figure out what was happening, figure out where it was happening and how it was happening, yeah. and then I managed to adapt my style, my riding style out there yesterday to suit the problem, to work around it, and I still won the race yeah. yesterday, and that was because we found out what it was in the end, but, uh, yeah, just, I mean, while it, things get in your way, if you're there to line
0: up, then line up to give it a go, you know. The other thing I've always thought, you know, and, and that very—I can't remember when this happened—but your in your shoulder, that yeah. the, the what's it called, the muscle that wasted away? Uh the deltoid. Yeah. So Mental. So yeah, go and look at—I mean, look at that. Look at, look at. So you got no muscle or anything yeah. around there. No. And this is about the time when you were coming through really good, and yeah. then you had that—you picked up that ride uh, for for Cass, wasn't it? On, yeah. on Honda. That's right. You know, stepping onto a 450, doing GPS. Yeah and yes. Holding on, holding on. Because yeah.
1: So that again, this was another thing. This is an injury, first race of the year, two thousand yeah, But that's that's not like something Seven. you know.
0: You've literally got no, yes, no. So no. Shoulder. I'll show you
1: something because it's on car actually so there, there's get to a point um, where so I, I, I paralysed the muscle in my shoulder right and it ended up wasting weight and uh, so I, there was a time when I had it I couldn't lift my arm up it was like I could only like, I remember move that. from my
0: elbow I was amazed when you and told me I was me. so
1: determined to come back to race motorbikes that I just worked it worked it took me about three or four months and then I was able to start lifting my arm up you know and that was a massive achievement because yeah, you couldn't even get it past I that. remember I was in the shower and I lifted up the bar of soap right i swear to god and i just went straight to the gym out of the shower straight to the gym started lifting one kilogram weights in the gym <laughs> yeah. and then uh in the end i ended up getting back to riding at some level and uh and worked around it learning yeah. how to work around so i'll just show you something now so for example when i'm in the driver's seat right and i, I reach over for my seat belt obviously your deltoid kicks in yeah. when you're at that point but when i do it with this arm it gets to a point that my my arm that has just done that. Yeah, so my arm then just falls because the muscles. You're uh, not doing that. No, so I have to. I learn. I taught my arm to operate to lift now using my bicep and my back, right? But it gets to a point where my bicep, my back can't, can't do it. So see, and that's I, it there. For example, when I go to get a seatbelt on the passenger side, I have to hold my arm like this to get it. Shit. Or or I have to throw my arm to try and catch it. <laughs> and. uh that, i you mean just
0: this, been out there tearing about. Yeah, it, this is
1: great I can't, I can't pull this back the same way it fell. I have to drop it out or oh, pull it back.
0: Mate, that is messed up. So
1: then and that was a result of an injury, wasting my shoulder and my shoulder paralyzed and wasting my shoulder away. And and that's it now. Yeah, it's just bored. So again, I just learned how to ride with it. I just learned to change my style. Just changed. I just learned and now I've got it's a bigger to
0: back. Your arm. So you, <laughs> yeah, your arm that's why you go so fast because your yeah, arm falls back on false side. this this
1: ride doesn't bend very much, and, this and just that just drops.
0: Down, yeah. No yeah. one goes. Good job. it won the other side. You'd never yeah. be able to pull a tear off again in your life. That is crazy. And so yet yeah, you still, yeah, you still had this, like, like I said, brilliant career. And then for me, I, I obviously st- you know stopped ra- racing. You moved on. You know, once we stopped the Twisted Seven thing and moved on to other teams and rode, you know, really well and pushed on. And then, I always remember um, before you retired, but certainly the last, and I always used to say it on commentary, the last three or four years before you retired, I mean, you were involved with some awesome yeah. races to watch on track as a commentator. Mm-hmm. And I've always bang on about it, but you and, you and Nev, yeah, you know I'm gonna bring yeah. it up, because yeah, it, yeah. it, just, it just seemed impossible. Like, no matter which one of you started where on the track, you just kind of knew at some point you gotta get together <coughs> yeah. and then you're locked in. You couldn't seem to, some of the battles you two had, yeah, particularly
1: in the Red Bull. Nev was a grafter and I was a grafter and that was it. Yeah. You know, we're, we're. I think there was only certain speeds you could ride those tracks yeah. on the equipment we both had. So it was just, it wasn't even down to who was the fittest because we were both just grafters. Yeah. And uh, so I just came down to just knocking them out, just knocking laps out, waiting on a mistake. And we would, we would be able, Nev and I would be able to just turn the laps out consistently forever and it was literally at times just a mistake. It was that so They would separate us, and, uh, but we were riding on an edge, and we've spoke about it today again. Yeah. So I, I ended up, uh, Neville got a better mate off the start in this first race today, <laughs> yeah. and I managed to pass him up the top, and then when I was speaking to him after, he was like, dude, i just seen you come past, and I thought, man, right, and he latched onto me, and he goes, it was like old times, we were just tearing through the pack. Totally. Uh, yeah, and then- uh, you got another
0: two yet as well, which I'm excited about. I know, about. I know, so,
1: yeah, it was, it was Yeah, Neville and I were just good, good racers, um, I had a lot of respect from because I knew what, what work he was putting in. It was the same as mine, mm. so I couldn't I couldn't not respect the guy because I know I worked hard and I know he he matched me. So uh,
0: yeah, it was it was actually really cool to be involved in something like that. What was the highlight, Brian? Do you reckon for you out of all of it? Uh, you know, I'm not necessarily saying a race win or whatever. Just a moment where you you, you know, <laughs> I was you know when you won your first British. I remember that being a real emotional moment <laughs> um, because you would come close mm. a few times before it was like monkey off your back did you finally win one of them but um, you know your sort of proudest moment with it I don't
1: know it. I don't know if there's like a, a moment obviously everything you just said winning races getting a top ten an MSGP <coughs> but see looking back as my career as a whole a um, <coughs> and right. <coughs> um, yeah just just looking back as my, my career as a whole to, to have made it yeah made money survived off motocross, done well, won races, not that I ever wanted to be famous for it, but you know, was a, was a recognized person, you know, would, would shake people's hands and and stuff and have these epic races. To have a career, because it's so difficult mm. to have a career in motocross, there's just so many people that want to do it. And you know, in this country, there's only really a few that actually make money off it. Yeah. And to be one of those guys and have a good go and live the life and tour the country
0: and the world at times, I'm proud of that absolutely I'm proud so of, so of should, making it. do you think that you know as well obviously because of your work ethic have, have you that was also a big part of it wasn't it the whole thing the training it wasn't just the riding you you absolutely loved that process yeah. as well
1: I love being if, physically fit yeah. Yeah. yeah I liked training I liked the euphoric feeling after really beasting the gym yeah you know See, like yeah, I I, don't. sometimes I well going known. to the gym was hard yeah you know I don't think I, I liked every day and I was keen to get there every time not really but I'm, I was yeah. so mentally strong I could make myself go and then after you do it it's just like yes see because I don't know way. if
0: you can remember this but obviously after working for you with you for a couple of years or whatever I, I even said because one time you were beaten, you were beaten up you, you had a big crash you were busted and you were staying down at our place and you was off to do another cycle at our gym or whatever and I actually said I said try to sort of say but well, you know why don't you why don't you chill out for a little while Brian, whatever and you was having none of it no. you went off and did whatever you did a run or whatever and i said to bc you know that's mad like and he said you, you won't change him that's how he is
1: i just liked it. i just wanted to be i just like i said I held myself accountable yeah. so if i missed a day's training i felt bad for it mm. so even though i didn't want to do it like i said i'd still do it and then feel great afterwards and then
0: go to bed at night Funcus. fairly assured that i've done my bit. Well, you've definitely done that. Right, you've got to go. <laughs> yeah, no, got Just a race to very, go. very quickly before yep. you go then. Right, so you you won the opening proper moto, the qualifier. Yeah, yeah. You've just been part of the Legends Parade, first yeah, time no, here. First, first time first here. Time I mean, here. I he's already a, he's yeah. already a VMX legend. Yeah. Uh, so what we get, what, you beat Billy. Let's just quickly yeah, talk, very yeah, quickly, yeah. talk about that move in the qualifying race. Uh, yesterday. The one we spoke about when you went around the outside. Oh,
1: oh was yeah. No, that was in, that was in was the, main that the main race. race? Yeah, so I didn't actually get a brilliant start. I wish I filmed it. was about 7th or 8th, and then I let's around the outside of them like really Sweet. close to oh, round the outside of them one turn bomb dive somebody else in the next turn made my way through to to the lead eyes, especially so.
0: after the smack talk which i know is yeah. a bit of banter and everything a bit of fun yeah, he of believes again. it he believes it <laughs> does he yeah so, so listen yeah so what do you reckon these, these final two then got to get the job done again you t- yeah t-
1: just need out the start i got a terrible start on that one there today stalled and, it. and having no warm-up this morning just went as fast as i could to begin with uh got into third stalled it as soon as I stalled it, the heat hit me. I just arm pumped up to death and finished 12th. But so in this next one, I just need good starts and I think I'll be somewhere near the front again. Like I say, I, I got a bad start there. I think it was like 11th or 12th, and I still yeah. got up to third within a few laps.
0: So, so I is still, this it? Is it? Are you going to be back?
1: Uh, yeah, if I'm invited, somebody needs to put me on team.
0: Right, give okay. a yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm you a bike. <laughs> I'm, bike, I'm gonna give you a bike. Yeah. Look, going. It's so good to catch up, with you man. um Yeah it's brilliant to see you back out there as well so hopefully you'll be back every year yep. I'll come and see you soon I know I keep saying it but I'm going to stay yes, at his yeah. caravan now he's yeah. got a caravan he yeah. doesn't live in a caravan he's no. got I just, just just make that, I, will, I just want to make that clear flush he's, not, he's not a motocross rider that didn't make enough money to not live in a house alright go Goal. and do your thing nice one, nice one, one nice I'll speak to you later on Brian McKenzie there you go good to catch up with my old sparring partner <laughs> Um, I'm going to go and try and grab somebody else here for Man in the Van, whether I will or not. It's pretty hectic here at the Vets Across the Nations. And it's bloody hot too. Um, So I'll try and get some more legends and people I I meet. But in the meantime, if I don't, uh, I'll be trying to do some more throughout the winter uh, and other events coming up. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Bri. I'm going to get back out there with an ice cream and watch Bri and the rest of them go at it. Take care, everybody. I will see you soon. Thanks for watching.